Hi, this is Brega, DM for Royally Screwed. This episode features music from the group Midnight Syndicate. We would like to take a moment to thank Midnight Syndicate for their permission to use their music for this podcast. You can purchase their music from their website at midnightsyndicate.com. That's M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T-S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E dot com. Welcome to Royally Screwed, a Curse of Strahd actual play podcast featuring a group of motley fools bumming their way through Barovia. Be warned, this is an adult content rated campaign. This means our players use adult language and make jokes of adult nature. Also because of the nature of a horror-driven campaign, there will be descriptions of torture, murder, and other topics that may be disturbing to sense of listeners. Listen at your own risk and prepare to be royally screwed. Some DD. Me. Let's me. do it. Let's do it. So, when we last left off, following a series of dreams featuring a strange elderly woman in a red cloak, you each traveled to Daggerfort on the eve of the annual festival of High Harvest Tide. Unable to find a room for the night, each of you sought refuge from the pouring rain within the hay of a loft of a stable. Striking conversations among each other, you learn that each of you had had similar dreams, dreams that told you to seek out each other. Once found, you were told to find the man of colors who would guide you to the origin of those dreams. The man of colors turned out to be a Vistani man outside of Daggerfort named Stanismir who said he had been expecting you, explaining that the woman in your dreams was his leader, a woman by the name of Madame Ava, a woman who could see both the future and the past. But to meet with Madame Ava, you had to travel to the lands beyond what he said was the mists, a land that he called Barovia. You traveled through the night until the wagon stopped and you were left upon an unfamiliar trail, told only to continue to follow the path forward and stay on the trail. Left alone on this strange trail, you began walking in the direction the man had directed. You came upon a large manor where you found two children crying outside, a girl named Rosvalda and her young brother Thornbolt, who told you there was a monster inside the house and pled with you to please go inside and rescue their infant brother, Walter, who was on the third floor, and that their parents had gone down into the basement where the monster resided. 
Once inside, you quickly determined that the house was not what it appeared to be. After being attacked by a suit of armor and observing some very strange oddities in the home with no sign of baby Walter, you instead found an attic room where you found the bones of two children, long since dead. While collecting the bones for burial, the spirits of the two children, Rose and Thorn, appeared before you, explaining that Walter was not the child of their mother, but instead the son of their nanny, whom their father had sought some solace in. Sadly, they explained that their mother had locked them in the room and that they had been forgotten. Lying together on the floor, they ultimately died from starvation. Just as quickly as they had appeared, they disappeared, taking possession of Marina and Leo. After finding a hidden door leading down to the catacombs far below the home, where Sathriel was injured after falling in a spike pit, you eventually found yourself in a ritual room filled with the chants of one must die and a large flesh mound beginning to stir. Plask heroically used the amber shard that you had found in one of the rooms to try to succumb the monster, yelling Walter as he did so. But unfortunately, his timing was just a bit too soon. A fight ensured where both Beaner and Plask <laughs> <laughs> took heavy damage in the process, but the party stood victorious at the end. But a new challenge awaited you after you found yourselves racing against the clock to escape the manor before it collapsed around you, and you faced various obstacles in your way. You emerged from the house just as it imploded around you, grateful to be alive. Making your way down the trail and under the watchful eye of a raven with blue-tipped wings, you eventually came to a small village. You end up at the local tavern, called the Blood on the Vine, but find that there are no rooms for the night or for any night. Instead, you make the acquaintance of a man who introduces himself as Ismark, the son of the former burgomaster of the village, who offered you a place to stay for the night. At his home, you briefly met his sister, Irina, who provided you food, water to wash with, and a comfortable room for your much needed rest. And that is the end. All right, guys, that's the end of Andy. And this is where we start today. Is there anything that you would like to do before you actually fall asleep? Please. Wake up refresh, right? Plus 10 minutes. Thank you. Right, yeah. <laughs> Wait, the wall, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pray my Thank everyone for letting me fall into that pit. Hey. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. So, as you're laying down in the the sounds of the quiet night encompasses you, you hear murmurs coming from the next room. They're not very loud, but well enough that you can hear them. You strain your ears and you hear that it's a conversation between this man Ismark and his sister Irina. Irina's voice is very sharp with indignation. And it, she says, 
just telling him, Ismark, you had no right. You can't just send me away without even discussing it with me. The village still needs help rebuilding. We can't just abandon the people. And you hear Ismark reply, Strahd still has his sights set on you. And even if we don't believe the legend about women with red hair, others might. Barovia just is not safe for you anymore. And you hear a, a little snort of defiance coming from thin walls. I am no coward, Ismark. And I will not abandon our friends and our neighbors in their hour of need. Is Mark's voice quiet? He says, Gertruda is gone. We hear a sob come from Irina. She says, No. She must have gone after Dolru. Is Mark murmurs, I told her to give up on him, to accept that he must be dead, but I guess she just couldn't. There's a long silence. And then you hear as Mark say, I'm not asking you to abandon them, but there are others who need your help. Think about our neighbors who fled to Velaki. They need guidance and perhaps a leader to bring them home one day. There's a long pause and you hear the woman say, do you truly believe there's no other way? And you hear as Mark reply, it's your choice. I can't take that away from you. But after losing father, I just, I can't bear the thought of losing you too. There's a long silence. And finally, you hear Irina kind of give in. She says, I will go. I will go for you. But only on one condition. But then her voice isn't loud. I know. Close to that door. Continue this conversation. What are you saying? Say it to my face. Say it to my Alright, what are y'all doing? Uh, sleep. Yeah. Sleeping. Sleeping. Well. Someone? Yeah. The rest of the time, they notice that Sable is cradling his satchel. His satchel? Satchel. Dreaming that. Okay. So, you you fall into a deep sleep, or if you're an elf, you're in your trance. And then, suddenly, you're drawn into a dream. And in this dream, you see each other. You have this shared dream that you can converse with each other. You see a tent. And as you enter the tent, seated across is an old crone that you recognize from your previous dreams, Madame Ava, whose face is concealed by the cowl of her cloak. And she looks at each of you in your eyes as she says, welcome, weary travelers, to my humble tent. You may call me Madame Ava. I've been expecting you. 
the winds of fate have brought you to this land, but do not be fooled. They are not winds of change, but winds of doom. I can see a shroud of darkness descending upon you. The Lord of this land knows that you have trespassed into his domain, and he will set you in his sights. He is a creature of eternal hunger, and he will not rest until he has claimed your soul. But there is still hope. I have been blessed with the gift of foresight, and I can see the twisting paths that lie ahead of me. Seek me here in my tent at Zerpool, so that I may read the cards for you and decipher your strands of fate. Together, we may yet escape this darkness. But be warned, time is running out, and the shadows are growing long. Will you find me at Zerpool? Are we able to talk to Ava in our dreams? Yes, you can. All right, what are these? Uh, yes. So I hear yeah. you can predict the future or see the future. I can. Can you tell me if I'm going to die <laughs> soon? Well, <laughs> soon? <laughs> Your face on it. <laughs> Your, your fates are more than just your own. My vision isn't always to that pinpoint, but I see big things coming from you. Big things, you said? Big things. I don't see your death anytime soon. Okay, good. So you're a guy, <laughs> but it's not seen. I believe your destiny is going to be tied So what you're saying is we don't leave Barovia. You don't leave Barovia. Hey, got a question. Why'd you get us stuck here? I don't want to be here. I want to leave. I want to go home. Find me at the pool, Art. and I will explain all of that. Do you have a direction for the pool? Do you yes. speak of? Oh, yes. The pool we're in. I am not far. Travel west. West. The path to my tent begins at a place of death. Whoa! Yeah, that death house six years. Okay, crematorium again? That's right. <laughs> Is it gonna be in a graveyard? The actual, like the funeral home, or? Okay, we don't figure it out. You will find the way. Oh. Go west. That's what we got. West. And suddenly, she begins to look around in the dream. He has sensed me. He cannot know of our meaning. Fly, travelers. I shall await you at Sarpul. And the vision in the tent, the light in the tent goes dark. And you violently awake. Your heart's beating faster. You're covered in sweat. Outside, the pale green light shines through the windows 
So it seemed like a short dream, but it was actually Oh no, it's still night. You can go oh, back to sleep, but now there's this green light coming through the window. You cannot exactly, the windows are boarded up, so there's only some little cracks through the windows. But as you try to look through these itty bitty cracks, you see this green light coming from the direction of where you see a church bell tower. And then you also catch a little bit of movement in a tree in the yard. Give me an investigation check. Marina. It's a peeping Tom. Watch you shower. It's a tree. Yeah, I got one. You got a one. You you go to look through the little crack to see what it was, and you get a little splinter from the wood. <laughs> it kind of pokes you on your eyebrow, and you're like, oh shit. Here, I'll get it. Here, I'll do it. Oh my god, look, it's, right? it's Mr. Blob. Okay, give me an investigation check. Sorry, sorry, I got carried away with this. As you're looking through this crack, you see this movement coming from the tree. You look and you see several bats hanging upside down from the limbs of this bare tree. Their little beady eyes seem to be peering through the cracks, staring back at you. So we're all away, right? We're all away at this point. You're yeah. away. Do we all know we had the same dream. Are we all? In the same did you? Room? You're did all in the same room. Did you guys have the dream? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. With, the, with the lady about all of us were yeah, so we all heard. We all heard travel west. West, yes. We've been going west for so many days. Lots of keep lingers in this place. I don't like this David truth. I don't want. I'm not sure what this green light is, but I think I'm going to go ahead and investigate. I want. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go check. I'm going to go downstairs or go outside. You're going to go with? Yeah, might be a bottle of colored. I'm just and Sado is just looking at the bats like. You should probably look for your stomach and ask him what's going on with you. Ismark at this time is probably asleep. Wipe that motherfucker up. Did you hear that? Ismark. You overheard Ismark and his sister. Alright. Let's walk the door and then see what's going on about the church. Yeah. I'll peek outside the front door. Alright. Front of the door. So you you make your wet. Who else going with him? I'll go. I'll follow him. Everybody's going. We don't split this party. So you make your way out of the mansion together, closing the door quietly behind you. You continue forward. You make your way onto the village road, into the dreary drizzle that falls steadily upon your head, leaving the manor behind as the moon continues to rise towards its zenith overhead. You pass the entrance of the tavern, and continue down the path towards the church and the cemetery where you see the green light originating from. So we're at the cemetery? 
you're heading there. At the church, as the church comes into view, it seems overshadowed by the eerie silhouette of Castle Ravenloft high above on its mountain perch. Its dark tower backlit against the lunar spotlight and framed by the storm clouds. Through the bell tower and the patchwork shingles of the church roof, shafts of flickering light escape into the darkness. You turn towards the iron gates that encircle the graveyard where the green light is coming from. And the gates creak as you make your way inside and wander down the moonlit path. The gravel crunching between your feet and your breath the only audible sound to be heard over the patter of the rain. As the moon rises to its full zenith, the peal of the bell of the church erupts from the belfry to strike the arrival of the midnight hour and it breaks the silence. Suddenly the green light grows even stronger in the graveyard. And from this light emerges a ghostly procession. Wavering images of doughy-looking women toting great swords, wood-wise men with slender bows, dwarves with glittering axes, and archaical-dressed mages with beards and strange pointed hats. All these and more march forth from the graveyard, their numbers growing by the second. Can I see this? I tell everyone to halt. You're still way back. Way yeah, you Can I see it through the window? No, you cannot see it through the window. I tell everyone, all right, hold. Should I ever do an insight check to see if I can find it? I can try to proceed. Sure. Uh, what go attention is obviously go yeah. I'm going to go downstairs and check it out, too. Thirteen. Thirteen. You know that these are indeed spirits. They do not seem to have any interest in you at all. They are not paying any one of you attention. They do not seem like they have any ill intent. They seem like they are focused on one. They don't even know we're really looking at Nope, they are not aware of you. They pass right before you. They look like they're intent on one mission and one mission only. I try to talk to one of them. Okay. And ask them, uh, what is their purpose here? So as you talk to them, they just file past you. They don't even glance your direction. They are silent, their eyes straight ahead as they march, start marching down the road. Think we should follow? I'd say we follow them, but at a slow pace. At a slow pace, not directly. At a, a safe pace. At least ten paces behind them. Alright. Let's follow them. So you you follow them through the streets of Barovia. They take a first fork, then they take another right, and they travel through to the southwest of town, marching away from the town. And they begin traveling up the road. I'd like to stop us and make sure y'all heard Madam Ava tell us to travel west. 
place. That is correct. That's because she heard. did say that the mission started, or mission started at the place of death. So I think we're in the right. We're doing right. But place of death is that where these spirits died, or where these spirits are rising? Because this cemetery, yes, I agree with you. A cemetery is a place of death. But are these spirits traveling westward? Did somebody have a compass? I do not. Do you have a compass? I mean, you. Wait, you have no sun. Where's your head? Should be able to tell it. You can ask them. You don't roll. Just ask them. I mean, I'm pretty sure the moon moves in relation to the sun. Looks at one and says, "Excuse me." Doesn't the sun Where rise in the east? Are you going? Yeah. They pay you absolutely no mind. They don't look at you. They are intent on where they're going. I'm going to get, uh, what's it? Typhers? Uh, uh, like, hey, sir, um, could you pull out your compass again? Uh, I know I was going kind of crazy at the manor, but maybe we see if it's actually pointing in direction. Sure, I'll take a look at it. So pull my compass up, and then take a look at the dial, and see what it says. And that dial is still going haywire. Yeah. Well, looks like this is still a bit uh, useless right now. Crap. What? Well, so I'm downstairs, what do, I'm downstairs and outside to where the source of the coil. Where, what do I see? Where are you? Have, are you in the yard of the manor? Yeah, where you they see. Well, they are heading down out of town now. Yeah, yes. So, are you trying to catch up with them? To an extent, yeah. Trying to look for where they are. Okay. See what this parade so you see the green light as it moves through the town, and you move into that general direction. And right now, all you really see is bats. Occasionally, a bat will fly overhead. And then it'll perch hanging upside down from one of the rafters of a building as it watches you as you make your way heading towards where the party is. Mm-hmm. It'll take you a couple minutes to get to where they are. Okay, I'm looking around up a little bit. All right, so as the, this procession gets to the outskirts of town, They suddenly take a right and head east, up the zigzagging side trail leading up the mountain, going up to the castle. I think we must go west. This is opposite of the direction we need to go. We're just trying to observe what these spirits are doing. I mean, is this green light traveling with them? They are the green light. They are the green light. So in my time working with the spirits and stuff, these, just from what I've seen, these spirits don't really interact with us. They don't even realize we're actually here. It's more of a residual type of haunting. So if we follow them up, we might be able to see what it was that they were doing at one point when they them. Think of it as sort of a, a replay on loop, right? Okay. So. These guys are probably doing the same thing night after night, whatever. It's crazy. So you want to follow them? I think it might be a good idea to follow them and see what it is they're actually doing, where they're going, and what happens when they get there. Should we sneak behind them? 
God is saying don't matter because they don't even want you. But now I'm worried about if you want to sink behind them because of what else might be out in the woods. That might be a good idea. Well, they're not in the woods. They're going up the side, up towards the castle. What do you know what I mean? <laughs> not to mention, well, he's okay. not sneaking when the two of us are walking side by side. You're clinking. I, yeah, my sneak is non-existent. Heavy armor. If you want to make a step for the rear, keep the rear flank protected. I can take the point. Don't matter. At least we know we're going yeah, east. So once we find you. out, we can't. We can book it to the rear. Yeah, I'm not saying we should follow them across the map, but maybe. I don't know. It seems like they're heading up toward the castle. I'd kind of like to see what happens when they get there. Okay, I'm with you. Like you said, I'll, right, I'll so follow the rear. In about this time, you catch up with them while they're having this conversation. What do I see? You see them having a conversation, and you see the green procession of these spirits. There's all different races and different classes of people. There's probably a hundred spirits in this procession. And they are heading up towards the castle. Can I do a... Perception check for what? I'm gonna try to see if I can figure out what exactly is going on here with these spirits. They're going up to the castle at this point. I'm gonna remark to the rest of the party. This looks like a weird fan phantasm of a parade of phantasms. Phantasms? Yes. It's an interesting looking spectacle. Yes. Alright, so y'all are following it up to the castle? Yes. yes. So, yes. you follow as they wind back and forth up the trail that leads up to the castle as the moon still shines down. And as they come to the gate, and the portals of the gate is closed, they pass directly through it. And continue marching into the doors. You can watch through the bars as they march inside the gate and disappear. Well, there goes that plan. I don't think it'd be wise to trespass on you know, castle grounds, so my interest is satiated for the moment. Can we peer through these bars to see what happens after they pass through? They disappeared. They just disappeared. They went into the through the doors of the castle, and as they pass through the doors, you can no longer see them. Maybe in the morning we should talk to East Spock and ask him if he's had seen this before, what it might be. Mm. Well, I think, it would, I think it'd be wise if we just head back and wait for the morning and ask. Madam Ava did tell us that we're <laughs> running out of time though, so should we try to find her, or again, wait till the morning? I said we wait till the morning, because I believe what she was mentioning was in the dream, something was peering in to spy on what we were discussing. But again, I have been wrong before. Tricky, she's a tricky little turd. And also, a question: Did any of y'all see the? Did y'all see any bats peering? I didn't. I didn't notice any bats. Nothing past the normal. Hmm. Well, I well I was trying to catch up to y'all. There were bats everywhere peering at me. Give me. Say three. Give me a perception. Seventeen. Seventeen. So at the mention of Sadal mentioning bats. Twenty. Okay. You look around 
And you do get the sense that there's a few number of eyes peering at you. And you look and you see bats flying overhead, kind of circling, and not acting like normal bats. They seem like they're actually quite content on seeing what you're doing. Is he the only one who sees this? Is he the only one who sees this? Yes. Well, well, he's the one looking. You can point him out. Hey, what are you looking at? Hey, guys, yeah. Now that she mentions bats, Bats. there are a eerie number of bats just intent on looking at our movements. And you all look around, and y'all can see the bats, too. Does seem unusual to see bats being flat like this. Usually, this is. Do you think these are the spies? I know, I know it's something watching. I know it's something watching us, but I'm not realizing so bad. Do y'all think the DM was saying? Because they're Y'all think these are the spies? It very well could be. Are Well, they are these bats within no range of my sword. Don't not in range of your sword. Not, don't hit the bats. I don't know, so yeah. I might be a bit, uh, Are these bats? Because like, we're on a road, right? There, or is, like, is there like any like small rocks around? Yes, no. Well, rocks before, before we do this, are, are these bats in a tree? No, they're flying they're overhead. Flying. It'll be pretty hard to hit the dot, but even still, I don't know. There's no trees see. on this on this trail. It's all yeah. craggy, yeah. rocky. And I, what, and I personally tree, I, I kind of just want to... Well, like, why would you? What do you think would come from? Just to see what would happen. Just to see if they like, see if they still have see if they, uh, like they're you know acting even weirder. From my experience with bats, they're if you like really throw, usually if you throw something in the air, they swoop down to it, thinking it's prey. Well, if you could find a small pebble or something, you could try to toss it. Yeah. I'll break apart one of my rations. Okay. And toss it in the air to see if the bats act normal okay. and swoop onto the. Red. Okay. Um, give me a strength check just to see how high you throw the. Strength. What is the fat way about that? Seven. So, you, you throw it. It goes backwards. And it flies up probably about three foot, kind of slip between your fingers a little bit. And instead it comes down and it hits Typer on top of his head. Well, so I think you missed that. (laughs) And the bats don't really seem interested in it. I don't think these are normal bats, guys. I could have told you that just by looking (laughs) on them. As a matter of fact, I think maybe we ought to get back inside because... Alright. Let's head back to Nobody let's head, let's nobody head back to hurt the bats. So you make your way back to the Burgomaster Mansion. Sneak back in, shut the door and lock it behind you. And you head back to the room that is designated for you to sleep in. Want to uh, not sleep in the rest, but Alright. I'm gonna try to get as much rest as I can. 
Alright. What about the rest? I'm going to sleep. sleep. I'm going to sleep while Craig will Take a peek and look outside of the bathroom on the tree. Give me a perception check. Perception. Or an investigation. Sorry. Investigation. Uh, so we have a 15. 15. So you look out the, uh, the crack of the thing and you don't see as many bats as what they saw to begin with, but there are still a few bats in the tree. But still looking they the window. are looking at the window. I'll roll a perception check to see if I can feel any vibes in the air. Okay. Ill intent. Yeah, ill intent, evil, good, okay. or nothing at all. Seem like bats. You don't get any um, ill feelings from them, except for the fact that they just don't seem to be acting like you would expect of bats. There's an intelligence there. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pull up a chair kind of toward the window and just sit and kind of doze a bit. But as I'm, as I'm tossing and turning, I look to see him looking out the window and I'm like, hey, uh, how about we just throw one of these cloaks and blankets over the window so that way they can't see our movements. We can change the lights, man. That might be a better idea. So these bats are hanging out just this one Pacific tree? They're in the very... They're, they're hanging out the Atlantic tree. <laughs> there's a few bear trees in the yard and there's various bats in that tree. Those trees. Do you want to go outside and chop down these trees before we go there? As I'm half asleep. There's no trees, there's no bats, right? <laughs> they can't hang out, but there's no place to hang out. Alright, so, so I'll be dozing in and out. We hang up a, hang up. Hang up a blanket you, on these windows. I'll, I'll stay up and we can do ships if you want. Well, we're hanging a blanket up on the window so that way they can't peer in. I like the idea of watch all the time, especially when I'm sleeping. I'm in my heavy armor with my sword, so I'm warm anyway. Is that even comfortable? I've learned to sleep like this. <laughs> Always ready, sir. So, you you do manage to get enough rest to feel rested, especially after what happened the day before. You wake up the next morning to a knock on the door. What do you do? It's better be breakfast. Everybody gets to You ain't got a walk, you ain't coming in here. Who's your house. Who's opening the door? I'll open the door. You can open the door? I'll step behind. So Sathriel opens the door and you see the woman from last night. And now, in the light of the room, you see she's a striking young woman probably early 20s, long red auburn hair. She's wearing a red scarf around her neck and she has a tray with some bread and some sort of a, a jam and um, some, a pitcher of what appears to probably be milk 
that she brings in and she says, I thought you might want to break your fast. Did y'all have a good night's rest? Yes, yes. Not particularly. Why is that? Well, it was a night full of mystery. So we overheard two individuals. Ghosts. They kept us up all night talking about the These two individuals talking about uh, needing to go somewhere and do something and. I can't remember. I, my memory is bad about Irina uh, uh, and his part. Yeah. Not that we were eavesdropping, but we just kind of heard you. The walls here must be thin. I was hoping that we had kept our voices down. I'm very sorry. That's not a problem. The problem came when, uh, you know, this green light. This green light came out from the, from the church, and then all these spectral spirits started walking out with the gas. Oh. Is that something you've seen before? Oh yes, that's a nightly thing. What's the deal? Most of us in town have become quite accustomed to it. What's its deal? Uh, the the story that I was told is that there was a um, a group of individuals who tried to storm the castle and attack Strahd, and that um, the outcome wasn't in their favor. And the story that's told is that every night they rise again and make that same trip in the hopes to change the outcome. Mm. So I was kind of correct, it was a parade of dead people. So oh, is there anyone in town that that was witness to this event. Okay, but I go Not anybody lost A small group, I say, is an understatement. We probably saw maybe hundreds of ghosts coming out of that area. How many times have a group of individuals tried to go and attack this? I've been strong? told that it is accumulation all the people over the years. So you're trying to say that everyone who's ever tried to storm the castle has failed. It's my understanding. Well, good thing we're going west. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. I, said, I said, wait a minute. I said, that's in the east. I'm going west. How long ago did these spirits go back? Well, the, we call it the March of the March of the Dead's been around as long as I can remember, but um, what I've been told is that over centuries that they have grown larger, that it had originally started with like 20, and over That's time. That's a You said that these ghosts and these spirits have or the spirits of the dead who have tried to fight whoever ruled these lands. You said someone named Strahd, right? Yes. Strahd von Zarevich. He's the... the lord of the land. You said he is the lord of the land, which means this person still lives. Oh, definitely. How is that possible if these ghosts come back from hundreds of years ago? There's no one alive that has ever seen this event. That would mean this person is hundreds of years old. Well, I mean, 
the most recently was just uh, about three, four weeks ago um, that some individuals went up to the castle and tried to fight with Straw. And I would assume that they're probably now part of the march. But to answer your question, the Lord's been around for a long time. Is your brother waiting? Yes, it's Mark's downstairs waiting for you. I think you would like to have a conversation with him. And I believe so. he, he said that he would like to speak with you too. So please have your breakfast. I've got some things that I need to do downstairs. There's some mind? preparations that need to be made. Would you mind bringing some extra rations? Rations? Some hot cakes and some bacon and some eggs. The food is kind of Horizon. scarce. Oh, I'll see what else I can, I can maybe find for you. Thank you. Just replenish what I spent. In the center. Oh, you want crumb? Yeah. Okay. Then I hit you in the head with it. Once you're done eating, is Mark's downstairs waiting? Back. Did I miss anything? Yes. Right. Let's go ahead and eat right quick. Gather our strength and uh, head down. Gather our belongings, equipment, and let's head downstairs. A good idea, I think. All right. So you enjoy what bit of breakfast there is? Yesterday's jam. <laughs> No one's ever seen my tea crowd. And you head downstairs and you find his Mark sitting in the, the front room. Um, he's finishing up his breakfast as well. Did you notice the bats outside? Oh, the bats? Yes. The They're quite common. Bats are all over Barovia. Do they like to watch you intently while you do your daily thing? You often feel like their size of honey. Mm. Are we going to go back to the castle today or are we going to try to find my baby? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to that castle. All right. Ain't nobody well, going to the castle. That's what y'all said last night. Y'all said we're going to come back in the morning. No, 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 no. We didn't say we're coming back in the morning. We said we're going to gather ourselves and travel in the morning. We're not traveling Barovia at night. That's what we that's what we were saying. Probably a good idea. Well, uh, let's so go we find uh, Madame Ava in the Well, West. we're talking to Ismark right now. Well, we figured out what the Ismark. So, as Ismark sees you, he, and he stands up and he says, I hope you had a good night and are well rested. Strange night. Oh, most nights in Barovia can be quite strange. Bats that watch you and green ghosts that walk up at the castle? Yes, Irina mentioned that you had seen the March of the Dead. And then we also overheard you talking to your sister, yelling. She at your also sister. mentioned that as well. Um, what was that about? Well, please. Not to be nosy, of course, but. Well, some of what I, I wish to, to talk with you about has to do with that. So please, have a well, seat. First, before anything, we need you to be straight with us about what the hell is going on. I intimidation check. Okay. Do <laughs> not lie to me. Give me an intimidation check. I pull up my sword. 
he's not very intimidating. Sixteen. Sixteen. So, Ismark sees you kind of grasping the sword and he says, My friend, I have no need to lie to you. I will... The the situation here in Barovia is quite dire. That's what everyone says. And, That's why we can answer. And I'm more than happy to provide whatever answers that I can. So I'm going to just come out and ask, who is... Strong bones off the tavern, right? We got well, a little bit about Well, hopefully we get more here. Yeah, but what we were told last night, everything pans out to be true. This person's alive after hundreds of years, so obviously there's something afoot going on. Hundreds of years does not begin to scratch the surface. Um History says that Strahd is somewhere around 450 years old. That's unusually long for a man. So Strahd is, well, yes and no. Strahd is an elf. Hey, what? He's an elf? Strahd is an elf, which elves have long lives. That sort of makes sense. So, okay. 450 would not be out of the realm of things. Can I do an inside check to see if he's telling the truth? Yes. So, the intimidation is I didn't know he was an elf. Inside. Inside check? Yeah. 18. He's telling you the truth. Alright. Sir, well. Um, please tell me. <laughs> yes. What he knows. What he what knows. He thinks, yeah. He's a pointy-eared bastard, for sure. Excuse you. <laughs> I, I apologize, but he <laughs> is a bastard. <laughs> um, however, even if he did not have elf blood, Strahd is what most would refer to as vampire. Strahd is a vampire. Strahd is a vampire. Has he been to feed on people of this town? Do you see the scarf around my sister's neck? I noticed it. He has bit her twice in recent weeks. So on her own accord or? No. Against her will? Against her will. He charmed her. And in doing so, he then drank from her. Now we're dealing with vampires, <laughs> With her being charmed. Is she one of his servants? No. The, the charms... I don't know how charming works where you're from. Charms... When he charms somebody here, it's only for a short period of time. The, the influence that he has wanes, and then he has no control. Mm-hmm. So you know, kind of tenses how bad that is that Strahd is a vampire. Okay. I've not had any um, dealings with vampires, but when I come across them, they don't buy some black. Well, Strahd is a very powerful vampire, though. Sandal is tensing up even more, and now he is wide-eyed. He's like, fuck. And Ismark kind of looks over at you. You look rather pale, my friend. 
This is the idea of vampires causing you to be squeamish. Perhaps. I've had my run-ins with them. Well, this is one you may want to not have a run-in with. I can show you So I take it that Strahd's uh, not exactly a benevolent He's not. Most most people here will not even say his name. Um, most people refer to him as the devil. He has spies all over the land, both in animal form, um, human form. Some of the Vistani. Even. He has spies in the Vistani circles. Sometimes even the trees seem like they could be spies for Strahd. Well, that brings me sort of to my next question, I guess. Uh, where exactly are we? We're in the village of Barovia. Correct, but where is Barovia? Um, we came here from Daggerford. I know no Daggerford. I, the, I know not this town. What is the name of this land? This that land is Barovia. Where on the Sword Coast is Barovia? What is the Sword Coast? Are you? I feel like we're in a different plane of existence altogether. My. But didn't we find out that he also has been here his whole life? Yes, I mean, I. I I haven't traveled outside of the village. I know that there is the town of Velaki and there is the town of Krez. So you've never been out of this area ever? No. My, my father was the burgomaster here. Um, him and my mother uh, raised me here and then my sister. Uh, my mother died pretty early on when I was younger. My father just recently died a few days ago. I thank you. I he was a good man. I turn to the group and ask, so Vastani, the guy that said that he can travel back and forth. Obviously they can. He, he was there and Daggerford and Katrina was bringing us here, so he's yeah. able to travel outside. I have heard but, that the Vistani can travel through the mist, but only Vistani. I've never heard of anyone else that Is he here to bring Strahd more food and or sacrifices to add to this black parade? There's <laughs> a lot of stuff going on right now, so that we don't quite understand. We don't know why we're here, where we're now it seems like we have a vampire lord brooding over us. So as you could probably think and tell, we're not exactly happy about the situation where I can understand that. I've heard stories of travelers being brought from far unknown lands into Barovia in the past. I've never seen any myself, but I have heard stories. Well, you might be looking up some right now because well, not from your from from your talk and from places that you name that's 
fairly obvious. I, I can try to answer any questions that you would like. I'm more than happy to. Is um, there anyone that you know around town that is also unhappy with the way this Strahd has a front grip on the land? I think you would be more hard-pressed to find somebody that isn't not happy, or that is that is happy, I should say. Um, if you'll notice, many of the homes in this village are boarded up. And that is only in the last three weeks that that happened. Um, the, that actually has a lot to do with why my father is recently deceased, is that Strahd came and um, three months ago was very unhappy with something that had happened in the area. And he gave us 30 days. A lot of the people here were scared. And there was a lot of talk about going to Velaki. People, other people decided to stand their ground. Three weeks ago, some people went up to the castle to fight. And they were killed. I turned to the group. Strahd wants this girl. The question is why? Why does Strahd have such a vested interest in the system? But now, I'm if we take away his interest, would that anger I'm not him? Exactly. Probably. Like kill her? No, like he's gonna come for us <laughs> if we do. Oh, like get rid of her? Just take away his oh, interest. Oh, okay. and, uh, I do. I. I was hoping that maybe we could have a discussion along those very lines. Oh. Sure, well, your sister. Huh? No, please. <laughs> please no. don't kill my sister. I'm all. If you notice. Options on the table kind of person, but. Does anyone have anything that could possibly put her on the brink of death to make him think? I mean, I can water her order. I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. Axe. Uh, nope. Okay, sorry. Axe. If Strahd has such a vested interest in her and he finds out that she might be dead, who knows what he might do. Why doesn't he just turn... Well, obviously, but it's like, why doesn't... If he's obsessed with somebody, why doesn't he just turn them into, like, a vampire victim to live out the days? Oh, from we're my, scared that would be the next from, step. But yeah. Irina does oh. not want that. From my dealings with vampires, they probably... They prefer having the uh, squeezing the juice versus turning the fruit. Hey, the juice isn't worse than the squeeze. Probably. For him, it is. He's worried about the bomb. Yep. Mm. Oh, if you have noticed, we live in the shadow of the castle. Yes. Um, and that puts us in a very precarious predicament. I'm not agreeing I was hoping, it was my father and my desire, and I was supposed to escort Irina to the town of Velaki. There's a, um, a church there that is said to be sacred ground that 
Strahd Kinnanen. And so I was going to escort her to that abbey. However, unfortunately, two days ago, my father died. That leaves me having to pick up the pieces of this town following the attack that we had just recently. And how did your father die? During the attack, he stood up to Strahd and he was struck down. Gotcha. Unfortunately, um, he was not strong enough. And we had hoped that Strahd would go to his area of rest. Um, and that's kind of what started this whole thing was that this group went up to the castle and I mean, he was in rest at that time, but he woke and they were all slaughtered. And so he punished us for it. In this town, this town, what direction is it from this, from this town? Um, Velaki is west from here. All right, guys. Are y'all willing to take on another traveler with us? Anyone? Are you okay? No, I'm good. No, I'm just surprised. That was me. Okay. And everyone, everyone in the green for everyone want to travel with? Did we ever ask or get told why he chose Irina specifically? I don't know why. He just has a vested interest in her. Because okay. I know uh, we overheard when we were, uh, you know, listening in uh, that uh, like he's obsessed with like redheads, right? But, and she's a you know pretty redhead. But. Yes. So that's um, like the only reason we got going for us is that she's a redhead. It sounds as if you're willing yes. to take Irina. Yes. Well, we are traveling in that direction. We do have to make a stop to see somebody first, but I don't think that's a, a major issue we have someone tied on. Well, there's one caveat to this. Of course, there's always there's a caveat. My caveat, my caveat, caveat. If I could talk today. This <laughs> As mentioned, my father is deceased and we are supposed to bury him here in a few hours. Um, if you could assist us with that, the, the funeral, I mean, that's all taken care of. We just need assistance. Irina can't help carry. Sure, if y'all could help bring him to the church, Father Donovan's already there and ready. It is morning. So it's early morning. It shouldn't put us too far behind. So I don't see a problem with that. We have more than enough. We gave us shelter when someone else could on that. So at least we could do this to help you out. We're already up and about. Where are you stuck here? How about we make a, how about we do a little, uh, what is the word? Compensation? Oh. 
for helping you bury your father. And also take your sister. Well, so, alright, so let me, uh, let me... I have nothing in the way of money, if that's... Do you have anything in the way of provisions and or things of weaponry? Well, weapons are going... Well, Irina has her own sword. Okay. Um, That'll help her out. We'll do the funeral. Come back here, and I will gather up foods and whatever else. We're not asking for much. We just need things to make sure your sister makes it safely to this next town. Yes. The town is n- not far. We're not talking days travel. But I mean, I I've heard that you can go from one side of the land to the other in less than a day. So, the land of Barovia is not vast? No, it's it's very small. Okay. Okay. And a lot of that is mountain and lake, so... And you won't have to cross either of those. Good. My heavy armor and water don't mix. <laughs> I mean, I can straight out all for you. So then, let me take about a half hour. I will finish the preparations here for my father. He is just in the next room. (laughs) We will head to the church. And then, like I said, we'll come back here. I'll I'll gather what provisions, and then you should have more than enough time. Just let us know when you're ready, and we'll be more than willing to lend a hand. Sure. I do have one last question before we Yes, indeed. What? Do you have any advice for us if we do encounter this Strahd character? Don't look him in the eyes. Okay. All right. We got something. What happens if you look him in the eyes? The devil explodes. He's like Medusa. He'll be frozen with fear. Exactly. He'll shit yourself. I don't know. What happens if you look him in the eyes? Feces. You'll shit yourself. Oh. You need to step on the toes of your customs, but I'm just offering it. You need assistance in moving the body or simply things of simple nature. I am, you know, I am a funeral priestess, like say. Well, I thank you. So, is Mark comes back and he's like, are you ready? Yeah, we're ready. Yes. Let us let us get this done so that you can be on your way. I know. You said you have a place you want to go. So he opens the door that you saw Irina say Thriel, I think that was you that saw Irina close the door when you first got there. And you see the wood coffin laying on the floor. And the stronger men, you gather around it and pick it up, height it on your shoulder. And Ismark helping you, he's in the front, is leading the way. So down the same direction you're already familiar with after going to the church last night. And as you're walking, he's telling you, he's talking about Father Donovich. This is the man who is in this chapel. And he tells you, he says, yeah, I've, I've known Father Donovich all my life. 
You know, he he was always such a kind, friendly man. You know, he always have such wonderful words of wisdom, or he'd share a warm crab apple pie with you. Um, but ever since the siege, he's kind of shut himself up inside the church, and we're we're really lucky that he has agreed to continue to do funerals because uh, he's been turning visitors away more often than not. Um, when I saw him last, he looked like he hadn't slept or bathed in probably a week. We know the last siege was? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, yeah. His, his son, um, Dohu, was one of the uh, people that were killed. Oh, that's terrible. So, um, I don't know if you remember last night, the woman that came in to the tavern. Her daughter, she said, has gone to the castle. Um, her daughter was engaged to Dohu. I don't, I doubt she went to go find him. He's long dead. But um, we suspect she probably went up there to confront Straw. Not a good idea. Yeah. No, we could have told them that that was the smartest idea. So you make your way to the castle. Or to the castle, to the church. Not today. <laughs> nope. Is everybody ready to die? <laughs> and do it. <laughs> Father Donovich is nowhere to be seen. Nobody is in the churchyard. Um, so his marks like, um, he's what? He's like his marks like, what the fuck's going on? Sorry. His mark remarks that. Father Donovich is probably inside um, the chapel. Let's leave my father right here. We'll all go inside together. I'll stay behind for now and keep watching. Irina, Irina goes, I, I'm going to stay out here as well. I want to stay outside my father. For a little bit more. Who else going in the church? I'll go inside. I'll go in. 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 So, give Irene time to say her last Alright, so you're it's staying by Irene, right? <laughs> yes. Although I'm not going to interfere with her. I'm just going to kind of make sure there's no further. Like, a church is a church. Go so, the doors open to reveal a 10 foot wide, 20 foot long hall. Okay leading to a brightly lit chapel. However, the chapel is lit, but the hall itself is unlit and just reeks of, of mildew. There's four doors, two on each side of the hall, leading to adjacent chambers. You can see as you walk through the hall towards the chapel that the chapel is strewn with debris. And you hear soft voice from within reciting prayers. As your footfalls echo through the chapel, a sound of mumbled prayer stops 
and a hoarse, tired voice rings through the chapel from a figure kneeling behind an altar. I cannot offer you the blessings that you seek. Go, and leave this cursed place in peace. We just seek to bury you. Father? Well, you're wrong. I'm gonna let him finish, so I'm not getting all that on the side. Go, go ahead, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, is Mark in response? Father Donovich, it's us. We've, we've come to bury my father. And the man rises to his feet. I'm, I'm sorry, it's Mark. I, uh, I apologize for the state of the church. And uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to come off of it. Um, I'm very sorry about the loss of your father. And then he looks at each of you. He's like, have you come to pay your respects as well as our pastor? Yes, Perhaps. I, I don't know. Are you from Vallaki? No. We're new friends. It doesn't matter where we're from. Now, this is true. We're, we're all children of the morning, Lord, so. Of who? Of the morning, Lord. Of the morning, Lord. Never heard of morning. This morning, Lord, you speak of the God. Dawn. Well, we're from the many gods, so, so you'll have to be a little more specific. Huh? <laughs> I apologize, because my Lord is dawn, not. The Lord of light. The Lord of, of dawn. The Lord of the morning. Do you mean the And he's known by that name. Well, would you mind if we did? 
barrier whites for this man that gave his life. Oh. We do a barrier right in the name of Athena, but that's a us. Or, if you know, uh, a morning world relic is. Well, I definitely know what the relic is. I guess it's just right back pocket. No, it's a lot closer. It's in the basement below the church. What's wrong with that? It's just a basement. My son has it. Oh. Uh, so he's buried with it? Or is he still in mm, way to be buried with his rights? Not to exactly. Are you trying to say your son's still alive? Yes and no. Alright. I've noticed in this lane that a lot of people like to speak in riddles. Just give us the fucking intimidation. Is your there, there is something downstairs that rep resembles my son. But I do not believe it is my son anymore. Is it a clone? <laughs> clone horse. What is this clone? Straw turn him into a vampire. It's a spot. It's a spot. So if we go down and try to retrieve it, we're gonna get a nice little. Well, thing. he's chained up. Chained, he said. The sun's chained up. What the hell kind of father? <laughs> I could not bring myself to destroy him. But you said. But I also could fun. not stand to let him roam free and harm others. I understand. I see where you're coming from. That's the power of faith. See, my I feel like we should give this young fella some rest. Because well, he should on. not have to hold live on. like that. Just hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it's like, it's, hold on. Hold on. I say, what in the hell is this? You are definitely murder hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think, think we should not. Start. We're gonna kill Irina, we're gonna kill Dory. It's not our best to make that decision, is what I'm trying to say. Now, Father, you change your son up in the basement, knowing that he's a vampire spot to keep him from hurting someone else, but it's obvious that you still love your son because if you didn't, he wouldn't be down there right now with my friend. This is correct. So I'm going to assume you don't necessarily want him to die. But you don't want to hurt us If I knew that my son was in that shell, it would make things a lot easier for me. It was to say he's not still there somewhere. So do you know what this affliction is? Well, I know he wants to drink blood. He's a vampire spawn. He has the same damn pair of traits as... He has a hunger. However, I also know, at least from where I'm from, that if you kill the master vampire, then the curse is released on whoever has spawned. So there is still hope for your son. Assuming everything works the same way. Now with that, hey. released, does that mean death? No, he should go back to being who he was before. At least that's the way I... You've seen it before. What? Red vampirism isn't exactly my realm. Yeah, not my realm of expertise, but I have worked cases where vampirism has 
been a thief. I've never killed a head vampire. I've only killed underlings. Why don't I allow you to see him for yourselves? I'm okay. If you can retrieve my holy symbol from him, I had given it to him before he left. Um, three weeks ago, this man came here saying that he could defeat Strahd. And I gave him, I gave my son my holy symbol to protect him. He still has it. We have some, uh, I would say cloak and dagger folk with us. <laughs> I'd imagine they may be able to traverse the shadows and retrieve these items undetected, I'd imagine. Well, I mean, you're probably smelling blood. Maybe we, we should not. just I mean, yeah, hold we on. Can, we can be forceful with it. We're going down in the tower sheet. Maybe we can at least talk to the stones first to see what exactly is going on. If talking doesn't go well, just remember I'm, this, right? Wait. Is the sun like coherent? Like can the sun is a vampire uh, chained we up. We don't know yet. We haven't been down. Well, let me I'll, ask the dad: Is it can like is he coherent? Can, can he converse? He or, talks. Okay. Mostly he says that he's hungry and asks me to release him. Well, maybe yeah. we can, uh, From my But I also experience don't with... want him to go back to Strahd. Maybe From my can... experience with bloodthirsty vampires, the only thing they say and act on is wanting to eat, feed, and kill. So I killed them first. <laughs> Can now, maybe I can sail. Uh, so can I see him? Yes. If words do not him. work, hmm. I, I'd like I to am going to speak my soul. I say you metal slasher. Let's not get too carried away here. I will. I will let y'all do the talking if it goes nowhere. If he becomes a threat, then obviously sure we defend ourselves, but I think we should go on his fucking soul and swing <laughs> right through the door. Yeah. Come on, bitch! That'd be pretty cool, though. If he steps yeah, towards it would be pretty cool. If he steps <laughs> in my direction, I am swinging my sword. If you stay out of the um, arch of the chains, he's not going to be able to do it. I will be five feet within the limits of his chain so that my sword hits. Long enough for the sword. Mm -hmm. Alright, so we're going down or what? Yeah, let's go down. Alright. So Father Donovich You're gonna walks... need that icon. <laughs> Father Donovich walks over to behind the altar. He kinda kicks some of the debris out of the way. He reaches down and he grabs a handle and he opens this trap door. Out of the out of the floor, and you see a ladder leading down. You can see the bottom from the light that's shining down from the chapel. You can see the floor. Um, there's no lights down there. There's no light source down. I can see it's the just dark. dark. Just do you have a torch or a lantern? We might be able to use. He walks over on the altar and he grabs a candle candle holder 
three lit candles on it, and he hands it to you. I guess you're leaving. He illuminates? Would you like to leave? Sure, do you want to? I'll let him. So you, well... Stick a candle on your sword. (laughs) Yeah. You've got to climb down the ladder, so... With the candles? Yeah. I'm I'm climbing down the ladder. Three points, so contact it at all times. All right, who all's going down the ladder? Me. I'll go after him. I'll go down. All right, so everybody's going down, except for Kerfina, who's She's outside. outside. <laughs> so the church is under die. Croft is rough-hewn walls and a floor made out of damp clay and earth. Rotten wood pillars strain under the weight of the wooden ceiling. And the candlelight from the chapel above slips through cracks, but there's no creature the sign of the gloom. Father Donovich, can you hear me? I hear you. What is your son's name? Dover. 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 Hey, are you here? Doru. Where are you? Adobe. From Adobe After Effects. From above the, in the corner, High up in the corner of this room, you hear a, a young man's voice, strained and tired. It echoes through the darkness above. You've come to kill me, haven't you? Negative. Maybe. You play your cards right. We're just, we're here to talk to you, son. We will release you from this sweet. From the darkness of the crossbeams above. A figure unfurls itself like a moth coming out of a cocoon, moving like a spider as he lowers himself down to the ground. As it comes into the faint light, the shadows resolve into the form of a young man, his youthful features strikingly reminiscent of what Father Donovan probably would have looked like. His skin is ghostly pale. The dirt and grime streaks across his face. His clothes are ripped and worn, and his hair is an unkempt mess of tangles and knots. His eyes are red and bloodshot, and his gaze darts between each of you from face to face. A leather cord hangs around his neck, holding a blood-stained bronze sunburst that rest against his chest. He swallows and he licks his lips. And you see a pair of pointed fangs poke through. If you want to kill me, I won't stop you, he says. That's not what we're here for. But, <laughs> but... <laughs> it, this murder hole over here is starting out my nerves. <laughs> he looks at you with... But we're looking at him, I'm holding the light with my sword, you know, Gauging distance, and I'm just turning over towards. Try, try to pronounce it. Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. Mr. T. Ice T. Ice T. But he's not icy. But, uh, Spit it out because I need to get I back able to, to uh, If I'm able to get this leather strap on the tip of my sword and fling it far away and snap it, because it's only a leather strap. Strap's what's holding that too. Isn't it strap trying no, to hold it? It's tied around his neck. 
But the chain is holding the chain, them back, right? The chain is keeping them from attacking you. But the strap is loose. The strap take it off. Uh, you can take it off. The leather strap. No, the leather strap's wrapped around his neck and wants to keep him from getting to us. No. So if you were to cut that, right? No, the leather strap is holding. The chain is around his neck. The chain is on him. Like his neck. Probably around his waist. Okay. Is is. Are they free or are they chained down? His hands are free. Okay. Sorry. Alright. That might not work. So, going back to you. So I look at him and I tell him, Listen here, how about you just hand over the sunburst? He he grabs it with both hands. He says, no way. Why not? This is one of the only things that's keeping me sane right now. Uh, no. <laughs> I, will, I will back him up. I'll walk up beside him and say, uh, Contain your murder for a little bit. Um, may we have it for no, a short period? He's, he's trying and to make emotions after, of a uh, vampire. <laughs> we have, well, we have a funeral. No. I, 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 I can't. If, if I take it off, I honestly think that this is the only thing that's holding me back from becoming what I'm trying not to become. What if you made a trade? You have nothing I want. I have a religious icon as well. We can give oh. you the sweet release of this vampiric. Come on, man. Continue I have a religious icon of my own. Yours means nothing to me. He is one and the same. It means nothing to me. I say we kill him. You don't want to piss We're off the frat governor. He can kill me. Kill me then. We don't want to kill you. What if we knock him out? We want to try to save you. I walk up to him on the left and I ask him, do you want to sleep? Out of reach of attacking me, of course. Sleep. I don't know what you want. If you want to kill me, he's looking at you. If you want to kill me, fine. Just do it. But I only have one request. And that is? Let me see if there's any humanity left in me. Too late. Punch us <laughs> And what? How do you want to figure yeah. that out? Yeah. And how do we find out? What humanity is left in you? Let me see if I can resist blood. If I can resist it. And by resisting, you mean you want us to set you free? No. No. Don't set me free, please. So I'll take one of my daggers and like cut the tip of my finger. I was gonna do my own one. Share it. Wait. Oh wait, you were the one that took yeah, the uh, since everybody splinter, like, like, you, you took the splinter to the eye, right? So, yeah. As I, I was like, I'm just, I'll just cut the splinter out. <laughs> this. I cut the tip of my finger. Well, how how do you figure? Expose me to blood. Let me see if I can resist the urge. If I can resist it, then I'll give this to you. All right, guys. But if not, then kill me, please. With my dealings, like I said, with vampires, at this point, 
I'm surprised he's holding on to humanity this much. I believe that amulet is the only thing holding him from losing his humanity. If that is true, then you didn't decide to give it to us at all. Very much so, yes. If we were going to go about doing this, then I would suggest that you stay very close to her. Because if he lashes out, she will need protection. I will have my blade flat side. I'll move, uh, to try to knock him out. That bitch out. As soon as, as I'll soon as her hand is in within reach, I will have my blade right over the back of his head. So yeah, I'll uh, be shoulder to shoulder with Zethriel. Excuse me. I'm gonna borrow one of your dice. She was a twenty. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna do like a whole slish slash. I'm just gonna do like a little slish slash. slash. I was like, like, like a little voodoo. Little bit. So I do a nice little poke on the finger. And like I said, I have my blade flat side, so not to slash, but to knock out. Are we like slowly moving closer to him? Alright, so you cut your finger. And you watch as his nostrils flare as he takes it in. Nobody noticed Sadol. Sadol turned away. You watch as his muscles tense and he squeezes his eyes shut. And for a few months, his nostrils flare, and a thin line of saliva begins to run down his lip. He whimpers, his clawed fingers flexing and twitching. When the shadows come, I will not yield. Darkness is the destroyer, temptation its weapon. I will face the night and its horror and await the horizon. For the light of the morning, Lord, is love. Only light can remain. He breathes in again. He grasps the amulet around his neck. One of his fists clench at his side. The other is squeezing this sunburst around his neck. And in the light of the morning, Lord's love, he repeats, gasping for breath. In the night of the morning, Lord's love, in the night of the morning. And then all of a sudden he yells, Gertruda! And he takes a deep breath. And he opens his eyes. And he says, I have not yielded. Not yet. Thank you. He takes off the amulet and he hands it to you. So he passed the test. I wouldn't knock him out. I feel like that amulet was the only thing. Please tell my father I'm still here, at least for now. We'll bring the amulet back to you when we finish. And slowly he climbs up the wall again and hides back into the recess that he was hiding. This is a sad part. I wanted to talk to them. Get ready for lots of sad things. Yeah, really sad. I wanted to kill him too. You are a murder hobo. <laughs> He's evil. Um, He's not a vampire. He's not evil. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. 
Can I like whisper well, let, like loud enough for him to hear? Like even without the amulet, your God is still with you. He looks at you and he says, "Thank you." <laughs> I know you're not convinced, Seth, but you gotta understand that can't kill everything. His affliction is akin to a disease. It's not him. It's not his fault. From my past, I have realized if. It hasn't killed me, then I'm doing good. So, it's a tough one. Stay in the course. The man is still in there. Yeah, that is. So, if it attacks me, as you begin to climb, <laughs> as you begin to climb the stairs, Father Donovich. As, as you come up the stairs and he sees the amulet in Marina's hand, his eyes begin to well up with tears. A strangled sob escapes from his lips as he sinks to his knees and he starts sobbing. My boy. He's not gone yet. My precious boy. May the morning Lord forgive me for what I have done and for what I couldn't do. My son lives. He's still here. He said something to her. He stumbles back <laughs> as if he's been struck. And his face becomes pale and his eyes get wide with shock. He's still alive. And he stands there silent as he processes the words that just came from your mouth. What do you mean? Your son lives. He's still alive. He's alive. Not only that, but he's still in He willingly gave us the He, you hand him the amulet and he grasps it, his eyes glistening as he runs a, a trembling hand through his hair and a maraud of emotions play against his face. You see disbelief, rage, grief, shame, and finally, that last word that you said, that he's still in there. You see hope. He sags against the nearby pew, his body shaking with the exertion and the emotion. He's, he's still my boy. He resisted the urge to drink blood, even though he was given the chance to. We tested him. Then maybe there is hope. Maybe my son can come back to me. Wait, maybe, Thank you. Maybe later I can have a little talk with him. Since I've had my own experiences with vampire kind. Maybe. And maybe you can. But for now, he looks at the symbol in his hand. For now, I guess there's a service that needs to be performed. I do believe so. Let's put Kulyan to the morning Lord. So he gathers himself, he pulls his emotions together. He says, let us go. And he starts walking out of the church. He exits the doors 
What the fuck? Give the DM. Give the DM what they want. This is true. See, y'all haven't learned yet that DM does accept bribes, but they have to be good bribes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. 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 Sure. I'll make you a mystery. Oh God. Jello shot. I got you, girl. Actually, Harley, I have something for you. This is a coin of inspiration. I will be passing them out to you guys for various things that you do. I will give, you can have up to three at a time. You can use them anytime you want to have advantage on a roll. They're only good for one time. So you'll give it back to me when you decide to use it. But if there's a, a really important role that you're doing or whatever, it's inspiration. You roll with advantage. Sure. So since since you were the one that decided to cut your finger, I will give you inspiration. Plus. You also uh, seem to sympathize with Dover's. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? Yes. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. So. so you follow Father Donovich out of the church. You collect the coffin containing the Burgomaster's body, and you pass through a fence of wrought iron with a rusty gate enclosing a rectangular plot of land behind the church. Tightly packed gravestones shrouded by fog bear the names of souls long past. All seems quiet. Father Donovich retrieves four shovels from a shed abutting the church, and he gives them to a few of you. And the four of y'all begin to dig the grave. Once the grave yeah. is dug yeah. and the coffin is lowered, into the ground, Father Donovich begins the prayer of the morning, Lord, asking for Kolyan's deliverance into the morning Lord's heaven by starting, O oh, morning Lord, Lord of blessed light and patron of new beginnings, we commend into thy mercy and thy radiance, Master Kolyan, now departed hence from us and gone evermore into your glory. We beseech thee to grant unto him the mercy and everlasting peace, as thou delivered him from this everlasting darkness into infinite light. But before he can continue, there's a thunderclap that echoes across the now darkening sky. Lightning flashes, but for a moment, and you hear the sound of a horse's whinny and carriage wheels horses hooves crunching onto the gravel you freeze 
and you all look upon each other. Father Donovich continues muttering the next part of the prayer, taking no notice of the impending weather or the now apparent funeral attender that's approaching. Another thunderclap. The 30 feet or so back towards the church, you see a black carriage pulled by a pair of night black, massive, but absolutely gorgeous Clydesdale horses. Their manes pulled back, braided and knotted into a formal arrangement, wearing heavy leather, decorative barding around their barrel chests. They stop just short of the gate, a large black carriage with faint gold filigree coming to a stop, its wheels crunching the gravel beneath it. The horses stamp furtively, knowing their task is not complete. The carriage, though decorative, seems utilitarian in design. The decoration the only offer an indication of station. Its design is sharp and clean. A fleur-de-lis carving on it, point, tips pointing towards the earth, are hanging off the small covering over the top of the carriage, and the horses then stand at attention. A figure sits atop the coach's seat, which is framed by two dimly lit hooded lanterns, a heavy black cloak drawn around their neck, obscuring their features. They tie down the reins of the two behemoth horses to the seat and slither down with an inhuman grace off the coach's seat and to the door of the cabin of the carriage. They flip down a set of brass steps the living specter of this coach driver pulling the latch of the carriage door and bowing deeply as he steps to the side. A heavy black boot finds its way onto the step. For just a moment, you swear that the fog starts to crawl up the steps. Quickly, however, even the fog cowers away from the footfalls as the figure within the carriage emerges and descends the steps of the, the church ground. At the edge of this bone orchard, the dark figure strides towards the cemetery gate with tiger-like ease and iron-like confidence with something cradled in their arms. The heavy fog that blankets the ground swirls in little eddies like rivers at each footfall. You hear, just on the edge of your perception, a sharp intake of breath from Irina and Ismark shifts his weight, the latch on his scabbard which holds the great sword coming undone. Donovich continues whispering prayers and then ceases. There's nothing but silence and fog that hangs heavy in the moment, and you can hear your heartbeat in your own ears. Time seems to slow down as the figure from the carriage reaches the gate and pauses a moment. A moment more. Father Donovich, would you be so kind as to come down here and open this gate for me? He extends his free hand up to the air, almost in a half wave, as if only trying to snag the Father's attention. Father Donovich goes glassy-eyed for a moment and takes one hesitant step forward, then another towards the gate. He shakes his head 
As he begins to waddle towards the gate, each step becoming more confident, you can hear his voice getting fainter as he begins to make his way towards the gate. Of course, my lord, I apologize for not having the gate open already for you. Donovich reaches the gate, unlatches it. It screeches open on its rusty hinges. The figure politely pauses and looks expectantly at Father Donovich. And just barely, inside your perception, you hear Father Donovich. Please, my count, come inside. Thank you, Father. Your service, as always, is welcome, my, my land. He steps through the gates, the fog spilling in behind him. Just beyond the threshold of the gate, the figure reaches out and rests his free hand on the large holy symbol of the Morning Lord on Father Donovich's chest, and bows his head and takes a moment, awaiting a blessing from Donovich. But Donovich does not you seem to recall this gesture. You've seen it in more antiquated and traditional ceremonies. The Lord of the land meeting the head of the church at equal level, recognizing their power as both, but no blessing is given. And after a moment, the figure lifts their head, turns back towards your group and the currently exposed grave of Kolyan Ivanovich the former burgomaster of Barovia. And they begin to walk towards you. The first thing that you note as this figure approaches is the militaristic but yet graceful, sensual yet rough, and overwhelmingly powerful way they stride towards you like a panther in their domain gliding gracefully between the tombstones and up the rotshod trail. This tall, imposing figure, his head held high, the bearing of distinct regal. About 15 feet or so out, the visage becomes clear. His hair is pitch black, touched at the temples with hair that's just starting to turn gray. His skin pale, even paler now than that of Ismark's. His eyes are almost inky pools of black and mist, a white sea, a brown so dark you almost get lost in the pupils. Alert, ever assessing, and constantly calculating. The eyes barely shift from Irina. His lips are tight, showing no teeth, and his features are sharp, angular, and aquiline, and every move he makes is pure liquid. No stiffness, everything deliberate, the rippling with restraint and potential power. His clothes are of an older make, deep burgundy and black clothes, leather accented with golden threads and brass buttons, a high military collar and heavy black boots in a heavier black cloak. Trimming the cloak and across his shoulders is a black and gray heavy mink fur. Across his chest lies a huge oval ruby set in gold back. 
with a heavy gold chain. No apparent weapons are seen anywhere on him. Cradled in his arms is a large bouquet of predominantly white lilies. But from where the pistols erupt, blood-red starbursts punch through the tips. As he strides past you to the exposed graves, you could smell them from even here. The perfume is exquisite, unlike anything you've seen or smelled since you've arrived here in Barovia. He leans down over the grave, resting the flowers atop the coffin. And as he does so, he plucks one from the bouquet, the largest, probably the most beautiful of the bunch. And he turns deliberately to Irina. Please, forgive my tardiness, for I had not been informed of the Burgomaster's passing. I'm sorry, I mean your father's passing. Otherwise, I would have helped return him to the land myself. Accept this small token in an attempt to woo for your forgiveness, my beloved Irene. And he bows, extending the flower towards her, evoking an image of ancient tradition and chivalry. Quietly, tentatively, she reaches out her hand and takes the lily, glancing about furtively to the rest of you, caught between fear and court politeness, but the politeness wins out. It's okay, my lord. We were about to conclude the service. And she gestures to Donovich, who has now made it back up the hill, sweat beating all on his brow as if he just fought some sort of a large internal struggle. I wish not to inconvenience you, my lord. catch the faint tightness in his lips when she calls him Lord. Then, my beloved Irina, may I? And he straightens himself to his full height. And before he can receive a response, he turns to face the coffin, bows his head, and he begins. Farewell, illuminated one. Until we meet again, we carry the sun in our hearts until then. Give us the strength to carry on until the next dawn. We greet your ally, the Moon Maiden. Her silver light guides us until then. There is always another dawn. Farewell, precious sun. A heavy silence hangs in the air. Father Donovich speaks softly, reciting the final lines of the service. Strahd's strong, clear voice echoes the final line. For in death, life. Strahd takes a moment, squats by the grave, grabs a handful of the dirt, and scatters it over the top of the lilies. As his last words seem to hang in the fog, the man bows again to Irina, and he turns. His departure as striking as his arrival. With each retreating footfall that crunches beneath the earth, the tension in Irina visibly lessens, as if the distance causes a physical release in her. A step, a 
breath. A step, a breath. The servant, still bowing, closes the door behind the man, climbs back into the carriage, and with a shake of the reins, the carriage rides off, the fog seeming to follow behind it like dogs following their master. And it proceeds from view, Irina collapses to her knees, visibly shaken and upset, burning her face into her hands as she fights the internal struggle to either weep or scream, not wanting to do either out of respect to her father. Do y'all do? Well, I thought he was a delightful and regal little chap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, that, was, that was that him? Was that the man? Swatting Irina, shaky voice goes, that was indeed Stride von Sarvich. Fairly majestic man. And is Mark Finally, seems like he's come to his senses. He puts his hand on Irina's shoulder and he says, the sooner we get you out of here, the better off you will be. Do you want me to take the easy for you so that you don't have to hold on to it? She hands it to you. She goes, please, just get rid of it. I'll I don't want it. I'll hold on to it. We can leave it at the grave if you want. I don't even want that with my father. She looks at his mark. Please get the rest of them out of there. I don't want that with father. Uh, I'll help him get the get them out. Sorry for suggesting it. It's okay. Quite a nice selection he had pigs, though. Very nice flowers. Well, of course he. He's always going to be the type that goes Allow above them. and beyond. I'm sorry. I apologize to you guys. That was not expected. No, no, don't apologize. It was, it was rather unexpected, but... Definitely unexpected for the man who killed the father to show up by his friend. Ain't that the truth? He has no shame. <clears throat> looks at his mark. Let's get the grave covered and get out of here. So his mark picks up one of the shovels and well, begins to put dirt on the grave. Uh -huh. yep. He looks at you both, nods. Thank you. While they're doing that, I'm going to take the bouquet and go off a little bit so I can burn it. <laughs> Arson! <laughs> Irina watches as you do this, and a little smile kind of crosses her lips and she shakes her head. That's perfect. Now just blast everything. Even the coffin. <laughs> oh my <God>. Shit, <laughs> my bad. Sorry, guys. You're on the funeral. It's fire. It's a pie now. The first cremation. Number one. <laughs> 
Yes. Making sure he doesn't come back. Father Don, I actually made a promise to your son that you could that uh, religious icon back. Could you please see that he gets it? Indeed. I'll bring it to him myself. Can I come along? Um, I'd rather you not. Exactly, yes. Um, hand it to him yourself, seeing as how he is battling with his inner demons. Let me, let me deal with him. Especially um, since Strahd was here on the premises. His yearning um, for blood might be, strong. yes. So, so if you do give him that amulet, I will be right there with you to make sure he does not lunge for your neck. So Father Donovich hands it to you and says, if you want, but please be careful. Will do. You saw how to get down there? Yes. I'm a little shaken at this time, so just let yourself down. Are you going with her? Will do. Yeah, I'll go with her. All right. The rest of y'all are going to stay out with Irena and Ismark? All right, so you make your way back into the church. You don't have to get rid of any debris because it's still uncovered. You open the latch. Once again, you climb down. The candle is again on the altar, so. Mm -hmm. And. I make sure that there's a uh, good distance between her and oh, the sun. Take the male. And. Uh, Doru. Doru. Damn it. So as you make your way down, you hear Doru go, Please, Master. Please. I don't want this life. You've come back with your amulet. The ceremony was successful. And I let him know we will do what we can to ease your pain. Is, when we can. Is the master gone? He is. Yes. I felt him. I could tell he was here. I thought he had come for me. Is my father all right? Yes, your father is okay. Nobody was hurt. Mommy, except he, he sees the, the amulet in your hand. You held your, your promise. I do indeed. Please, just... Slide it over. Don't get too close. I don't know if I can control myself. No, no, it's I look over to her to making sure to slide the amulet as far as you can yeah. so he can retrieve it without us being in the vicinity. I, I, I very discreetly slide it over to him far distance. Do I have to roll something for this? No. He <laughs> climbs back down from from the shadows that he's hiding in. He grabs it and quickly puts it around his neck. He holds it tight. And then his eyes fix on you. And his nostrils flare a bit. He says, you are different. You hey. need to be careful. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, What's your character status? Hey, uh, Saf, can you back up a little bit? I need a moment. I have to have a little talk, and I'd rather not have any other listen. I'd rather not have the audience. I take a step back. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. 
You you roll a persuasion, or actually, what is your um? Yeah, it's <laughs> fuck. It's at zero. Because <laughs> I tend to kill. You you give no fucks. You know, um, I swing first. Shit. Eighteen, you're gonna pass. Hold on, because <laughs> I'm trying to think. My brain is going absolutely. Maybe charisma. I need another shot. <laughs> <laughs> charisma. Or yes, your charisma. Why does the Peter guy get charisma? Okay. So going yes. What is your charisma? Nine. No, no, not a charisma check. What is your charisma? Oh, it's at six. That's at sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, so she just barely passes. Whoa. Damn. Sixteen plus three, right? But just your, uh, your stat. <laughs> yeah. So it's Thank 19. you. If you roll a sixteen, you got a three. Yeah. Whoa. No, I just lost her what? his charisma. Oh, his charisma. It's at sixteen. Yeah. She rolled an 18. She rolled an 18. So... He he will step back as far as the ladder, but will go no further. Alright. You want to go 20 feet? I'll go 10. Alright. I'll make sure to stay relatively quiet so that you don't hear anything, but on the off chance that things... But on the off chance that things... Yes, but on the off chance that things go south, be sure to swing that axe. I am. Or, sorry, sword. I'm ready to lunge. As soon as I see him twitch. Somebody said no, lunch. no, don't let, not until he twitch. Until you're no. more sure that If I see you it. twitch, I'm swinging at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Wait till there's actual signs of aggression. If he's okay. actually... If Living he's, is aggression. If he loses all sense of his humanity... If he lunges at you, I'm swinging. Alright, So his okay, eyes okay. his eyes stay fixed on you. How did you get cursed with your vampire blood? Strahd bit me. He bit you? He, he turned me. Turned you into a vampire? Yes. He felt that my father being a priest of the morning lord, that it would be a cruel joke to turn the sun to a vampire swarm. Mm, well, if it makes you feel any better, yes, I am different. I do have vampire blood. It was, it was given to me hereditarily. It was the result of my parents, of course. One of which was a vampire. I know. I could smell it. You need to be careful. Strahd will smell it too. I'm sure he probably already has, given the fact that. I need you. So. And where are you at? So I was trying to. Uh, so I was behind him. Hand signal. But since he stepped back, I kind of came around on his side. Five steps from her. Both like, of y'all. Give me a perception check. Perception. Perception. Nat 20. (laughs) Turned up my hearing aids. 14. As quiet as she's trying to talk, 
you were able to hear this conversation. You're not letting her know you hear this conversation, but you can hear it. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure the other members of the party are not very fond of my kind or our kind. I hope to keep it a secret. If, if word gets out, don't tell anyone else. I he looks at you and he nods. And he says, I overheard Strahd when I was in the castle because he kept me there for a week. I overheard him say that there's another one like your kind that he's searching for. I don't know where he is or who he is, or anything. But I know that there's at least another like you. I shall... You should go. I cannot control myself for very much longer. Do you want... Is there anything I can do for you before, before I have to leave? No. I am good. Thank you for returning the symbol. I feel better having it with me. Of course, of course. I will keep this <coughs> only I know. That's I correct. Tell anyone else about it. That's correct. Fourteen. And so, as we're walking back to the Unless stairs, you choose to later. As she's as we're walking back to the stairs, go ahead. Go ahead. I see our ranger, ranger. Beaner, look at me, and I'm like, "What's taking so long?" And I just look at him like. She's on her way back. Okay. And the three of us make our way back up the stairs. Okay. So the three of y'all go back out and join the rest of the party. And as we get to the top of the stairs, I look at her, her. giving her him. Him. Giving him yes. a <laughs> giving him a glance of I know, but I will keep your secret with me. You will hurt her I reckon. I but again, I don't really mention it, but I'm like bowing as as if don't worry. Please do keep it a secret and please don't try to change uh, your perception. I wait till Beaner is <laughs> uh, I'm Yeah, he's joined the group and I hold my arm out to keep him back. And I turn to him and say, your secret is safe. Okay. And that's all I say. And we make our way back to the group. Downtown. Walking fast. Faces pass. And shoulders pass and I'm homebound. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Irina appears as if she has collected herself. Her and is smart. God, that's hidden heart. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> I gotta proceed real quick, y'all can go. Her and is smart are thanking Father Donovich for the service. And is smart turns to you and says, "It's still early in the day. If we get back to the mansion now, 
we can get those provisions for you and you can get on your way. Let's do that. Yes. Let's get what we can so we can make our track with Ursula. <laughs> so you you head back to the mansion. Irina excuses herself. And Ismark goes into the kitchen to start gathering supplies for you all. As you gather your supplies as well. When Irina comes back down, she's no longer dressed as she was for the funeral. She's now wearing a heavy plate, breastplate. She has a sword at her side. She's wearing armor. She kind of does a little spin and says, what do you think? Was not expecting heavy armor. I think that will Yeah, was not expecting plate. My Man. father was burgomaster. I had to learn how to fight with a sword. It was part of my education. Uh, do you have any more plate armor back there? Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. I'm assuming you're good with your hands. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? He said that to me as this shot's hidden me. (laughs) (laughs) She looks at you and she says, wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) You know, not only is she redhead, she's still fiery. Roll for persuasion. (laughs) (laughs) Roll for seduction. (laughs) Roll for insight. You got me willing to torture some carries. You got to fireball them there, pajamas. Yes. You got to dratch them. Dratch them. I noticed your brother was wielding a great sword. Any other weapons lying around? Unfortunately, my father's sword was buried with him. Telling us that now? <laughs> should have opened the casket, guys. Right. <laughs> a warrior should be buried with his weapon. No? You're right, you're right. You're no, right. he's dead. <laughs> he didn't fight that after Too hard to request a personal attack of your real woman's father just died. You're right. You're right. Sorry. So, Ismark comes out. He's got a few skins of water. There is some loaves of bread, some meat, some uh, hard cheeses, some some root vegetables, coochie, no coochie, yep, yep, charcuterie board, some meat, some cheese, things that'll travel well. Um, you also find two health potions mixed in in the bag. I hope these will help you on your travels. More than enough. More than we ask for. More than everybody else asks for. And or at least I think it's talking. I say we take a quick break. Okay. Shots! What did y'all think of Strahd? What a dick. You wouldn't have that. 
introduction right. was I mean, he's, pretty he's a, a fabulous dude. You liked it? I liked it, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's a fabulous dude. Again, I got chills. You got chills? What do I got? It was incredible. It was incredible. Look, hopefully you, that's not. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, okay. That yeah. Was, really cool. What a fucking petty asshole! Yeah. Like kills his father or her father or both their And father. then shows up to the funeral and, and says, "I didn't know." Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize he had been he had been died. <laughs> oh wait, I killed him. I'm sorry. Here's a thing. Uh, I would have slapped that Lily out of his hand. Uh, did, you, did you like the well, I want to take it for oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my price was a child there right now. Uh, so did y'all like that, that though? Did they? I did. Shoot. That was awesome. Really cool. Why are you I got you. got the health potions. Damn, I got my music drum. I was going to say, I 